All right, if you would, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. Many of you are wondering what the wall is about, and we're going to kind of get into that a little bit today, but really it's a kind of a series, a new series beginning, so you'll hear a little bit here, a little bit there. It'll just keep on uh, kind of being revealed, so to speak, as we move on in the next weeks. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. We'll look back into that in a moment, but let's just kind of look back the last few weeks. If you weren't with us, we've been talking about our theme, our emphasis for 2019, and that is to fight for joy with the number four right in the uh, the middle there, to fight for joy. Oh, almost. And we know that we've been given a fountain of joy. If you are a believer in Christ, you already have joy. Whether you are experiencing it or not is a whole other thing, but you have, you've been given that fountain of joy. So if we're not experiencing, why is it? Up to this point, we've just kind of been doing a general kind of conversation about fighting for joy. But the reality is, as we've talked about, there are specifically four areas, which is what the four is about, four areas for us to focus on that affect our joy perhaps the most. And that deals with, first, our fight for joy with our God. Second, the fight for joy with our family. Third, to fight for joy with our church. Fourth, the fight for joy with our world. We call attention to those specific, those four, because... Really, the problems with people seem to affect our joy more than just about anything else. More regularly. Maybe there are big things that happen that affect our joy in ways that, that, that are more than that. But for the most part, what regularly seems to affect our joy is our relationship with other people. Especially within our families and within the family of God. What's happened is that we've built up walls between us. Now, some of those walls aren't all the way to the ceiling yet. We can talk and see one another. But that doesn't mean there's not a problem. In fact, when we think about it, why... Are there walls between us? And for some, walls that a year ago, five years ago, weren't there. What's at the root of the problem? One of the main answers to our joy problem and our people problem is right here in our passage in Hebrews chapter 12 in verse 15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. 
we need to recognize the root of our problem of bitterness. The root of the problem of bitterness. Bitter, uh, that means uh, sharp, venomous, poisonous. There, there is nothing good but only harmful in that word bitter. And it happens when we're hurt or betrayed or offended, when we're insulted or wronged or treated unfairly, when something that was said or done, or maybe it was something that was not said, that was not done, that, that we expected or somebody said they were going to do. It could be something that happened that was totally unjust and wrong, or it could just be uh, a disappointment, a disillusionment. Whether it's something that was said or something that was done to us, or something that was said and done to someone that we care about. In that moment, in a sense, I want you to think about it this way, in that moment when that wrong happens, a bad seed is formed from the bad thing. And that bad seed falls to the ground. The question is, whether that seed is going to land in some soft ground where it will take root, or whether it's just going to bounce off of the Jesus road that we're walking on and not take root. For far too many Christians, the bad seed finds the perfect environment to start to grow in our hearts and take root. A root of bitterness. Not always just towards a certain individual, uh, but sometimes that bitterness is towards a group of people or a, a whole family or, or a, a business, a workplace, a church, an organization. Perhaps we don't think bitterness is a problem, at least not much as it deals with Christians. I mean, bitterness is not something that really spreads across us, is it? I don't know. Why don't you go on Facebook for about five minutes? Just read Christian posts. See if you can't sense a little bitterness in some of those. See, there's a progression that starts. That seed, when it hits the ground, there's a progression. And what happens is uh, we get hurt. And as we get hurt, then we get angry. Anger shows in different ways, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But if we get hurt, there's anger. And then that anger leads to a bitterness. And then the bitterness leads to resentment. And then resentment leads to hate. I just really hate you. And the problem is we think that's where it stops. But the root of bitterness says one more place to go. Because after hate comes apathy. We just don't care. That's where people think, oh, I'm fine. That person doesn't bother me anymore. I'm over it. I'm good. No, you're not. All you did was just go from hate to apathy. You don't really care. That is not the love of Jesus in your heart that you're feeling for them. Well, I'm not angry with him. I, 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 I'm not anything. Yeah, exactly. Where is the love? Well, I, I care about them. I, 
I, I, I love them with the love of Jesus. Then why is there still a wall between you and them? If you're loving them with the love of Jesus. You see, we, we've been talking about the fountain of joy within us. And the fountain of joy is not working right because it's been clogged up with the root of bitterness. This is an example of what happens with just a, a tree root. It says, oh, ten months later. It doesn't take long for the root problem of bitterness to just fill it up until our fountain pipes are just so full that there's no way joy can flow. God's given us the joy. It's there. But it's been clogged up. Let's face it. We do not meet happy, bitter people. Are you with me? It's not like, wow, I just met a happy, bitter person the other day. They were amazing. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Our bitterness keeps us from fully experiencing joy, from celebrating the good things and rejoicing in life. Some have been dry for so long that they don't even really notice any difference. You don't even notice that your fountain is so clogged up like that because it's just become the way your life has been. Or maybe the others do remember a time where you rejoiced, you celebrated with much greater intensity. That, that joy, though, is not... Like last week, gush, gush, gushing. By the way, I think those people had the hardest to one of you guys, so don't feel bad if you were part of that group. Uh, he's gotten down to a trickle because the root of bitterness has clogged that up and is blocking the flow of joy in your life, and eventually it will cut it off altogether. Verse 15 says that this root of bitterness, this bitter root, grows up. Or springs up like a, like a little plant sprouting out of the ground. We need to recognize the root problem of our bitterness. By the sprout coming out of the ground. By, by the weed that's growing up as every root eventually grows. At first it can be difficult to recognize whether someone is bitter. Whether even we are bitter uh, because it begins underneath the surface. You see that whole root system up there. It, it had been going on for a long time before that plant went up through the surface. And there's bitterness that goes on for a long time within uh, in us before it comes out in a certain way, in some way. It spreads. But there are eventually signs above ground weeds growing from the bitter root. And it's not hard necessarily to spot someone who is a bitter person. You can kind of, some people you can just see it in your face. You can hear it in their voice, right? I mean, just no. Come on. You know? And if you keep like this, if you keep like this, this whole bitterness, and it, it's just affecting the way you look, eventually you could end up looking like this. That's right. Why is it in our life when we see a dandelion, it's a flower, but in somebody else's light, it's a weed? Right? 
It clearly is a weed. And remember this, just because some people don't look like Schmeagle, so to speak, just because they aren't showing it on the outside doesn't mean there's not bitterness on the inside. They could be full of smiles and yet full of roots of bitterness growing down within. What are some of the weeds? What are some of the, that bitter people have? Let's just kind of look at through of them. That, you know, some of those weeds that bitter people have is, is a negative attitude. That bitter people do not like to talk about joy. You know, we, we have this whole thing about this year, we're going to fight for joy. Well, it's not something that's really something bitter people really like. Uh, it doesn't mean they don't laugh uh, on occasion. But in general, they find joyful, positive people really annoying. You know, I'm not going to say it out loud, but oh, I really hope that person doesn't sit next to me again. Oh, they are just way, way, way too much. I didn't, you know. Eventually what happens, though, is everybody gets to be annoying to this person. Eventually, just about everybody is in every way, and we become upset about so many different things. They have this root of bitterness that is negative, pessimistic, cynical attitude, and it spreads its roots way beyond the initial problem or the initial pain uh, to the ones that, that just walk around like there's a dark cloud over their head. The reality is the dark cloud is not over their head. It's a dark root that's under their feet that's causing the problem that seems like the dark clouds. Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Someone with the root of bitterness has no trouble recognizing that we are going through tribulation and we have trouble. I get that. So be a good cheer. You know, it's kind of like life is full of lemons. And I choose not to make lemonade. I choose just to suck on them and be sour. It is a choice. You see it in their faces. They're so quick to take something negatively. Something you heard second or third hand about something that you already kind of had a negative opinion. You already had a bitter root growing about already. And then you hear this or you hear that. And so it just kind of feeds that negative thinking. Maybe it's about someone. Maybe it's about an organization. You don't know the whole truth. But hey, you're going to take that. You're going to believe that. Because our ears hear what our bitter root wants to hear. We've given in to the dark side, if you will. And we've got these dark glasses on and, and things just continue to look darker and darker all around us. It's not so much that life gets worse. Although with that attitude, sometimes life actually can get worse. It's just that things look worse than they really do. A sign that you have the root of bitterness is not just this. It's grumbling. That, that, that grumbling and complaining often to other people who don't mind listening because it helps to keep their bitter root alive as well. Have you thought about that? People just grumble and complain. How do they just get away with that and do that? I mean, obviously for some people... No longer have got friends or people hanging around them and they don't stay around long. But some do. We always find somebody. 
And sometimes it's not just about what we're saying out loud in our grumbling. You realize that? That God looks at the heart as it deals with our sin in our life. God knows what's going on in your head. And even though you're keeping your mouth shut, your attitude is wide open before God. Griping in your head about this and about that. Critical, nitpicking, that just seems to come so easy. It's not even like you're trying. It just happens for you. I mean, I can't help it. It would be a shame not to share. I mean, I've got a right to say these things. Somebody's got to say it, right? Think about the things. Somebody's got to say it. It's the right thing to do. Philippians chapter 2 says, Do everything without grumbling or complaining. Do what? What did I say? You got no right to grumble, complain, be critical. According to the word of God, you got no right. All that's doing is feeding the root of bitterness within you. A bitter person, the, the, the weed that's growing up, and what I'm saying is we're listing these things up here. These are not the, so much the root as the evidence of it. The, the things that are growing above the surface is someone who is overly sensitive not only to the person who hurt you, but to people in general, and maybe about certain issues in general. This is someone who can get hurt easily, and not that they'd be willing to admit that. I don't get hurt easily. It's Obviously, it's the other people. I just have a lot of people in my life that are really rude and, and bad and do wrong and say things bad. It's not me. But somebody honestly needs to tell you, someone who loves you needs to sit down and say, listen, You seem to be hurt by others quite a bit. Have you noticed that? Why do you suppose that is? What do you think is at the root of that that just keeps happening? And for many, at the root is bitterness. It's bitterness. Many would just respond, well, it's just the way I am. Or that's because of what happened to me in my life growing up. When does that no longer become a reason and turn into just an excuse? Because that's the way I grew up or because of something that happened to me years ago? When is that no longer a reason and it's just an excuse? At this point in your life, it's less about what happened growing up and more about what is growing up inside of you, the root of bitterness. What are we going to say on Judgment Day, uh, uh, the Judgment Day of Christians? We're going to stand before Jesus and say, well, because I was hurt, I hurt other people. Because I was sinned against, I sinned against other people. What, What are we really going to say as we're standing before him? Because we're not going to have anybody else to point the finger at. Before Jesus who will hold us accountable. For our bitterness that we decided to hold on to. That really leads us to the next part 
of, of a weed that grows up on the surface, and that is blaming. Blaming other people and other problems for the misery in their life. Bitter person is often not just blaming others, but not taking any blame for themselves. They're feeling self-pity, feeling sorry for ourselves, how we were treated, what's happened to us. Uh, the bitter person is focused on the hurt to some degree, but really as that root begins to grow, the bitter person is really focused more on themselves and less about the hurt, more on themselves and certainly less on the Savior. We're looking more in than we are looking up from where our help comes from. I'm not keeping hold of the things somebody says that they've been saying and doing. No, we just, that's how they, we build the wall. Do you know what they said to me just the other day? You know what I heard that they did? From a reliable source, I heard this. Like, like gossips are ever reliable in the kingdom of God. Because if you heard it from somebody, it's gossip. You know, I heard what this person did. And we just keep building our wall. Keep building our wall. Now, of course, there are those who uh, have less of a problem with that. You see, there are some people who would say, I don't hold on to things. I don't hold on to these things. I let them go. Actually, probably more accurately is, I let them fly. Are you with me? I don't need to use this brick to build a wall between me and that person. My wall is big enough. In anger, we hurl the bricks at the people. And what we say, the words we use, we explode all over. And after we would say, see, I, I don't got a problem anymore. I'm okay now. And we expect everybody else to be okay after we just exploded on them and they're picking shrapnel out of their chest. Why can't you be okay? The bitter person is angry. An anger that comes, some for a short fuse that explodes, some that are just constantly irritated and on edge and impatient with so many things. And maybe your anger doesn't really even boil over, but it just boils with the lid on. Bitterness with the silent treatment. Or maybe your anger is held in so much inside that it just implodes upon yourself. Feeling depressed. That doesn't mean that we can't get angry. It is possible, according to James, to be angry and sin not. But it also says in that verse in chapter 4 about 
Do not give the devil a foothold. And so often in our anger, we have given the devil a foothold. And and let's just use a different term here. We've given him a root that has been planted in our life that is growing. Who is it that rubs you the wrong way? And the better question is, why does that person rub you the wrong way? What's at the root of that problem? Because so often, that thing that just so irritates you doesn't irritate a lot of other people. Now, we would say that, oh, man. This person would irritate anybody. This person is just, they're just a terrible person. And no, but you know what? There are people out there that they're not bothered by them. Now, why is it that you're bothered, but they are not? Could it be that they don't have a bitter root deep inside that is feeding that? it just should be obvious and it's not obvious but for us again to speak to one another speak into one another's lives and say listen that reaction that you're having about this that's way over the top from way other people would react why is that what's going on And sometimes it's really not about what that person just said to you or did to you. It's not even about that person. It's about something from way back when that you have not ever let go, but you have let dig deep in. And every time anything like that comes up, you just react. It's making me so upset. And there could be a number of reasons why we think about getting angry. But you say, I've just decided that I'm not going to let that get me angry. And and, and I'm good. But what happens is it's not long. And you know what? That person made me angry again. I mean, I, I forgave them. I got over it. But... What do you know? Here we go again. They made me angry again. Now, first of all, nobody makes you angry. And we can talk about that another time, but you've got to get that out of our heads first and foremost. You choose to be angry. Second, maybe they didn't make you angry again. Maybe you got a little secret like the Hulk. And you're just always angry. You never were over it to begin with. Because the root of bitterness is in there. Feeding that continually, continually angry under the surface. It just doesn't always show itself above. Another thing that happens for those who are Uh, bitter often are those who are cursing i'm not just talking about those using curse words i mean to curse somebody and not bless them 
to speak something negatively towards someone or about them or uh, a derogatory comment or remark versus the God of all encouragement. Romans chapter 3 uh, talks about how their throat is a yawning grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is beneath their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. We like to think of Romans chapter 3 talking about those who are sinners that haven't been saved by grace yet, and yet it sounds a lot like people even within the church. The goal of the words that are coming out of your mouth are ultimately to wound, to strike back, to pay back. And perhaps what's coming out of our mouth is not outright slanderous or it's not outright calling them a name or or, or something, but instead it's just a little remark. You know, you always, you never. It's just a little remark that we make. How do we know someone always or never does something? And again, those are phrases when we talk about fair fighting you should never use. But if I'm remembering somebody always and somebody never, then I'm keeping record of wrongs. And according to 1 Corinthians 13, that means I'm not loving. Maybe it's not even that kind of stuff. We just, it's a little joke. I'm just joking. Little, little remarks that kind of cut them down, just a little bit, tearing them down, not building them up. And somebody said, well, I, 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 that what I said, I didn't really mean. Uh, that, I, I'm not usually that mean. I, I know what came out, but I'm not usually that mean. It, it was just in the heat of the moment. I, I just didn't think before I spoke. I, I... Now, what we said may not be the truth. And oftentimes in anger and, and in saying things from a root of bitterness, it's not truth that we're speaking. Even though we may truly feel that in that moment, it's not, not our, you know, truth. But it is our true heart that is coming out. Does anybody says, well, I didn't really mean that. That's not what I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how. I know where it came from. What comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile him. What's coming out of our mouth is coming from a root deep within. A root. And if it's bitter that's coming out of our mouth, then there is a bitter root within. In verse 15, it says, see that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. It affects others in ways that defiles, that contaminates, that corrupts, that poisons, that destroys those around you. Uh, it, it can destroy not just a few, but whole congregations from one bitter root, from one bitter person. Think about this. Is, is the bad blood that maybe is in your family, does it have anything to do with one person just spreading a poisonous, bitter fruit that becomes a root that just is growing? Could it be the bad place that your work 
has become, has happened because of a bitterness that just has spread. Maybe it's not even something that's going on in the workplace right now. It's something that's happened in the past that somebody just doesn't let go and they just keep doing it and it, it, and, and it just kind of spreads. Not necessarily anything specific, but you just have this sense and that's the same thing that happened in churches. This is kind of, you know, not that everybody's angry and yelling at one another, but there's just this, this isn't good. There's these walls. Because of something that can be traced back to a bitter root. The roots continue to spread as the bitterness continues to spread. It never turns out to just be one plant, but it never turns out to just hit one person. It's something that in our root of bitterness, it doesn't just affect our life. It doesn't just affect the person that we're angry at or upset with or even all that. It eventually, like I showed you at the beginning, where the roots just grew up and filled up, that's what happens then in our lives. This bitterness starts to affect the people that we actually love and that we say we don't have a problem with. But eventually, it starts to poison those relationships too. And we pass it down to our children and then they pass it to their children and the children's children and the children's children. As the root just spreads out. Bitterness can run through a church like a wildfire, not a holy fire of God, but the fire of the enemy trying to destroy. Destroy in the sense where there is a drying out of the joy like uh, like the fountain. But eventually that joy like a fountain dries out, but it doesn't stop there because it's got to go to the point where it starts draining the love like an ocean. The love of the ocean of God starts to be drained. Bitterness clogs up the flow even of the river of life. We need to recognize the signs of bitterness, the weeds that are in our life are not just random, not just they're growing from a root. There are things that are happening. If we could just put and recognize each of these kind of things that are above the surface that we're seeing and pray that God would show us like Psalm 139, show me. If there is any wicked way of me, show me. God, I know, is showing some here today. Some here today who are fighting that. They don't really want to think about it and are just thinking, oh, we're going to get through this bitter talk and get to something sweet, right? And I have to think about it. Why keep on living like this? Make a decision today. Recognizing that we are never going to get better being bitter. And I know that we can say, well, I'm really not that bitter. It's really not that big of a deal. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Get rid of how much bitterness? It's right up there. All bitterness. We keep just a little. I've taken down most of the wall. You might think this wall is bad, but you should have seen it before. It's to the ceiling. And it was... You know, uh, yeah, this thing probably isn't that big a deal. I can let that go. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. All right. So here it is. A lovely poinsettia plant that is has is sad looking at this point in time right here's the way we take care of our past problems then and and even in in church we come to god and we say oh yeah man he's right i got a problem with anger ah you know what and i got a problem with my mouth and the things i say about other people and I, i got lord help me to cut that out of my life lord i I got a problem with uh, uh, just negative negativity, and and we just keep going and say, you know what? I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to live like this anymore. I I'm just going to get. We're going to take care of this. I know there are some issues and some problems in my life. I know this is not how God wants me to live. So I'm I'm taking care of it. There. It's done. The weeds are gone. Right. We've cut it all down. I'm good. Wait a minute. There's a little... Okay. I'm good. There's no more problems. Look. No more problems in my life. I've taken care of it. I've forgiven. Except what happens. A little later... That anger starts growing up, right? It kind of starts, let's start, it starts small, and it just kind of grows up like that. Here we go. Make sure I don't have really fancy props here, so. You know, it just starts growing up, and up, and up, and up. Well, where did that come from? The root. I didn't take care of anything. I, I, I made it look good. I took care of the things on the surface. And that's what we do so many times. We come to a church service or we're in our time with God and we do want to do something. We recognize there's a problem, but all we do is just weed. And we don't get and dig down to the root. We need to get rid of the root. And to make that decision today that we're going to begin to get rid of the root. And the first step today, we're just going to talk about the first step this morning and we'll deal with the rest of the steps next week. The first step is forgiveness, but not the forgiveness that you're probably thinking of. The first step is not forgiving that person. The first step is not forgiving that person or organization or whatever was said. The first step is for you to seek forgiveness from god for your bitterness that's the first step the bitterness that you've kept alive that you've not gotten rid of rid of all we need to recognize it is sin it is serious acts chapter 8 talks about repenting of this god's going to require your life listen you got to get rid of this for those who continue to cherish psalm 66 or keep sin in your heart eventually the lord will choose not to listen to you 
Jesus talked about if you do not forgive and understand bitterness is a part of unforgiveness. I mean, have you ever known someone to say, I've forgiven them, but I'm still bitter towards them. Bitterness is a part of the sin of unforgiveness. Jesus says, if you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't forgive you. We got to realize this is sin. This is serious. But, but it's hard for us because all we can focus on is the sin that was done to us. Instead of us focusing on the sin that we've done to God. And what's going on? Oh, but that they did was so much bigger. To God. The problem is that our bitterness has put blinders on us and we only see them and what they've done and we're not seeing ourselves. We're blaming and we're, it's keeping us from admitting the bitterness, the bitterness that is there. And for some of us, we say, you know, I, I've dealt with this, I've had it, but you didn't go to the root. And I'm just going to be real. Well, I'm always real. But I'm going to be direct. There are people here who are struggling with bitterness. Who I'm not sure even know it. But I can see it and I can hear it. And if I can, I know God does. Yes, you've gone and cut off some things at the top. But you have not dealt with the root. And by the way, if you think I'm talking about you, more than likely you're right. Um, but I'm not talking just about only you. When I say that, I'm not just saying, if there was just one person, I would not be calling you out in that way. It is, is more. We understand bitterness is a choice, just like forgiveness is a choice. We can blame other people for stealing our joy, but the reality is it's an inside job. We allowed the thief of bitterness to enter our life and rob us just of joy, but deal with everything else. We need to recognize that root. Recognize the root and get rid of it by first repenting of the bitterness that we have towards them, towards anyone, just at the root that is we've allowed to grow, to turn from the way that we're walking, to seek and find the full forgiveness of God for what's going on. And as we find that full forgiveness of God, then suddenly perhaps that realization of His grace that no one should miss, as it says here in verse 15, becomes so great that the next step becomes so easy. As we receive His love should just be so overwhelming even in our bitterness that we struggle with that he just can melt that away and that same love should flow through us to others but this today i ask the worship team to come this morning just that we would think about our own life not about what somebody else did what somebody else said what somebody else needs we're going to cover that we're going to talk about forgiveness the next time at least in part there's more to it because some of us it's not really a problem with other people we have the reality is you have a problem with God. You don't want to say you're bitter towards him, but 
Father, I pray that you'd help us. Lord Jesus, take control. Holy Spirit, convict us, show us in our own life. Help us to to see some of the weeds that have grown up and and they may not necessarily be about bitterness but we at least got to recognize the weeds and ask what's at the root Lord I'm concerned about those who's cut off the weeds thinking everything's fine and yet that root now is just growing exponentially underneath the surface And the walls just keep building up, not coming down between us. The relationships are not the same. The joy is not the same because of the bitterness, the bitter root growing up within us. Help us now to admit to that to confess it before you and ask you to forgive us. No matter how small. Lord, it may be that just someone, we don't feel it strongly, but after we've met with them, there's just this bitter taste in our mouth being with them. It's not big. You get over it. But if we really had the sweet love of Jesus flowing in forgiveness, we would not even have a bitter taste. Set us free from our own sin first. Open our eyes and our heart, our mind, everything about us to understand how much you love us, how wide, how deep how long your love is and you want us to have our fountain of joy unclogged even today in your name we